way that you were raised mm-hmm. in your mind is the right way that things should go. That's one that's one challenge. And then the other one is it's a hab it's habits, right? Mm-hmm. So if by habit I always took my shoes off and left them in the middle of the floor. Well, 30 years later, as a 30 year old person, just because I marry you doesn't mean that I'm going to automatically think like, oh, let me take my shoes off, put them in their appropriate place. It's Mm -hmm. a habit that needs to be broken. Hey guys, this is Aisha Shelton. And this is Kevin Shelton. Welcome back to Marriage and Real Estate. Welcome back. And today, <laughs> we'd like to talk about 10 things we learned from five years of marriage. So this year, we celebrated our five-year anniversary in the game. We did. In um, the game. <laughs> in the marriage game. And uh, while we have a lot to learn, I mm. feel like we've learned a great deal as well. We have. We have. I think that. It's unbelievable how fast time flies. Because five years is like super duper flying by. You look up and it's like, oh man, but it's like one step in a lifetime. So mm-hmm. it's a very small like milestone. Sure, right. The the wedding is just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, people be focused on that wedding. That wedding ain't nothing. It's a day. The wedding, yeah, it's a day. But this lifetime though, mm-hmm. this lifetime That's stuff, a journey. That is definitely a journey. So. We'd like to share 10 things that we learned from our marriage, uh, well, from our five years of marriage. So let's not leave let's them jump, waiting. Jump into it. <laughs> so number one, communication is key. Communication is key. Do you have something to say about that? So <laughs> <laughs> I am not the best communicator. Mm-hmm. I, do, I actually don't like communicating when I feel some kind of way, but it it hampers everything else. So you almost have to push yourself to communicate more than you want to. A lot of times I, I'll even come back after a conversation and communicate through text because I think that's easier sometimes it's that don't so always annoying. work. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, we good. <clears throat> yeah. He definitely does that. And like thumb warrior, this thing. Get Twitter fin- I mean, you know, text fingers tell me, Oh no, I'm good. Or, you know what? Don't worry about it. And then you text me a, five-page paragraph of all the things that you're really feeling. I think that's easier than saying sometimes what I feel. It's it's hard to sit in your face and go, I don't like this. Y'all, what are praying hands? Put the praying hand emojis up for me. Pray for me. So communication <laughs> is key because a lot of times anything that I feel could be communicated in advance. Or or even if it's not communicated in advance, um, in advance, it could be communicated in the moment, like, hey, here's a grievance that I have. And I think yeah. one of the challenges that we have is like when you have a grievance, you like to I think Fester. I think you much rather just like hold it in and be mean about it than <laughs> actually like say, Hey, this is the problem that I have. And I'm literally begging you, like, tell me what's wrong, Kevin. <laughs> like, no, I'm not gonna do it. No, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so then that leads to number two. What's Does number two? Number two is death to expectations. Kill them. Kill your expectations. Whatever you think your spouse is supposed to do, uh, kill it. Just, just now, did that. I, let me let me just say I don't like this one 
but my therapist says that it's healthy for us. (laughs) And we trust the licensed professionals, don't we? Um, Expectation I've seen not only in my own marriage, which, you know, we happen to salvage, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but in other people's marriages that, you know, weren't as lucky as us to stay together. I feel like, you know, the conversations that we had, what was, what was one of the key things that kind of pulled them apart was the expectation. So like, you should know to do this, or why would you do that? You know, that doesn't make any sense. And so you just expect that person to be or do things that, I don't know, is in your head and not necessarily in your head. So the way that you were raised mm-hmm. in your mind is the right way that things should go. That's one That's one challenge. And then the other one is it's, a hab- it's habits, right? Mm-hmm. So if by habit, I always took my shoes off and left them in the middle of the floor. Well, 30 years later, as a 30-year-old person, just because I marry you doesn't mean that I'm going to automatically think like, oh, let me take my shoes off, put them in their appropriate place. It's Mm -hmm. a habit that needs to be broken. And just like any habit, it takes work to beat it, right? Mm -hmm. And what typically happens in marriage is you tell your partner like, hey, put your shoes up. Um, and then you feel like from here on out, you should always put your shoes up because I said it already. And not only did I say it already, I've said this time and time and time and time and time again. Well, that's 30 years worth of habit that we're, that I'm trying to break. So I'm going to be unsuccessful. And when you come at me because you're upset because you said it already, sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> let's not just make this. About this is not about us. Oh, so I'll tell you, this is not even about us. This is me having a conversation with a couple friends. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so hopefully they don't watch this that. podcast episode. That. Look, hopefully they don't watch this episode and be like, I can't believe she's talking about us who shall remain nameless. But I gave this same advice and it was, you know, it's a habit that you're trying to break. And so it's going to be very difficult to get to where you want, where you want them to be. It's not going to be like instantaneous and so it's kind of like well what do you you need to remind them basically yeah I, so I, and I, with grace let me just say this real quick because that was the point that i was trying to get in it. i lost it you got to remind them with grace because what happens is we are upset with our partner because we have to tell them again and again and again and then when you say it it's real nasty and what you're going to get back is something nasty, too. And then it's like this. And it's always a problem. So if we kill our expectations mm-hmm. um, and communicate one and two, if we kill our expectations and say, like, hey, um, can you agree that we should probably not leave our shoes around? Yes, I can agree to that. So if I graciously remind you when you leave your shoes, can we kind of come to some kind of understanding? Mm-hmm. Yes. But if it's like, I always got to tell you to move your shoes, then it's going to be like, you know what? You're not my mama. You spend a lot of time on shoes and stuff. I'm <laughs> moving these shoes. Sorry, I just talked to a friend about shoes. I just talked to a friend about this. Okay, so. You had to be there. For, for me, this one just basically means you have to let go of the expectations in order to be happy. Um, and I, I find it a struggle every day, every single every day. day, but that's the truth of it. <laughs> so number three, and I'm going to jump into this one cause I don't want to hear no more about no shoes. Uh, keep your house clean. Keep your house clean. So for me, this is extremely important because 
house cleaning is, is something that I hold dear near to my heart and my wife don't clean houses. So when I say keep your house clean, that means figure out whatever the roles are of cleaning in your house, whether that's you got a cleaner or y'all take turns or whatever. Focus on your strengths and what's easiest for you both. For us, we had to get a cleaner that comes bi-weekly because my wife ain't doing all that and I'm I'm not going to spend all my time doing it and I'll be resentful. So keep your house clean to stop from fighting in your marriage, right? So Well, and also that out. a clean house leads to a more harmonious like yep. living environment, right? And I can definitely tell the difference when our house is like in a huge disarray. It just feels heavy. You don't really want to be there. It doesn't feel good. It's like but, coming home from vacation and you have a a mess of a house like your house is dirty. Yeah. Versus coming home from vacation vacation, and your house is clean. When you come home from vacation and your house is clean, you're like, oh, my God, this was a great vacation. And now I can come home and relax. Versus you come home for a vacation and your house is dirty. And you're like, oh, I, I need to, to go back to vacation. <laughs> right? So your marriage is very much, it's not a vacation. But what you put in that house, you come home to every day, it'll set the tone. For your relationship. So and keep your, your happiness house too. So number four. That's on you. Why? Why is it on me? This one know. was yours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so money is important, but don't let it rule your life. So the reason I said this is on okay, you is my wife, with a certain amount of money not in our bank account, she don't work. Like she she gets nervous, she feels some kind of way. She's like oh my God, we don't have any money. I'm like, but there's X amount of dollars in the bank. I just feel really nervous about it. So money is important, but don't let it ruin your, ruin your life, right? Like you, you want to have enough of you both to be comfortable. And a lot of times I think people get caught up in this wealth game or this, this income game and go, man, I got to get out here and hustle and stack this bread and whatever. And you, you end up not enjoying your life. So money is extremely important. Don't get me wrong, but don't let it be the only thing that that matters. And I think what I get from it is don't lose your marriage behind money. Now, let me be very clear. It is hard to be broke. Um, <laughs> um, and if you are on this, as long as you're on the same page with your partner, I'm sure you can make it work. But it is not I, I don't know anybody that's like, yes, I really enjoy being there broke. There are lots of happy people who... I didn't say you can't be happy and broke. I said it's hard being broke. Oh, okay. okay. And I'll it take can that. put a strain on your marriage. That is true. Um. So, and, you know, in the five years that we've been together, we've had financial strain in our marriage. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. Um. And that really, I mean, that matters, yep. right? Um. So while you don't let it rule your life... Let's manage it well, because I don't want it. I don't want people to think like, "Don't let money rule your life." Let's do whatever we want. Or you have a partner. Yeah, you can't do whatever you want. That's or you not have a partner. a partner that's a spendthrift, right? And it's yeah. like the Shelton said, "Don't let money ruin your life." Yeah, no, we're not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's clarify. Money is extremely important, and you have to focus on the partner who's better with money. If y'all both bad with money, I need to get somebody <laughs> who's better with. Because you need the money. You yes. can't not have the money. Look and listen but to the person. you can't let it be everything. That's that's a good one. Listen to the person who's good with money. That is true. Don't don't listen to yourself. If you know you're not good with money, like rely on your partner. That's what your partnership is about. 
Um, it is, I like to call it the God ordained mastermind. It's the mastermind. Rely True. on the strengths of your partner. And if somebody's better than with money, let it go. You know who you are. So the next one is it's us against all these kids. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, if you got a bunch mine. of kids or one kid or any kids, it's still y'all against them kids. It is. It Gotta is. be y'all against them kids. Um, and we have, we have a teenager, and then we have two young ones, right? Um, and a lot of times, and we have. I don't feel like we've gotten here yet, where a, a parent will build their life around their child, one child or a child. No, my life was very much like that when we got together. No, that and that's true. Oh, I definitely had to teach Kevin this oh, us man. against these kids. Because I was, I was, I was definitely like, it's me and my daughter. Like, we're going to rule the world. We're going to travel together <laughs> and we're going to do whatever. And Aisha on, came in. Let me give him the reality okay, check. I was like, uh, let me give you a reality check. She's young and uh, adores you today. You her number one man. But as she grows up, she's going to find a new man. And while you build your whole entire life around this girl, she is going to go on about her business and find a man and have children and live a life. And you'll be stuck without a woman, a.k.a. me. So let me tell you something. Build your life around your marriage it is, and not these kids. It's funny. So now, you know, that Kayla's 13, she's like, Dad, get out of my face, Dad. I told you it was coming. I want to hang with my friends, Dad. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, where's all love? And sometimes she's all lovey-dovey. But not enough, not enough to build a, a not life enough around. To, no, I need to definitely have my own life. I was, but I would not have learned that. If you didn't teach me that, so would have been so disappointed, y'all. Oh, I would have been heartbroken. Um, and also, too, this is this is not an issue that we have in our life at this present moment. But I've also seen couples who build their lives around their children, mm -hmm. and then when their children go off to wherever they're going to college or you know move on to that other phase of life, they don't know their partner because yep. their entire lives were built around their Just children's the extracurricular activities. And and so then when you stuck with this person, you're like, hey, how you doing? And now that I think about it, I don't like you. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's very much kind of synthesizes why it has to be us against all these kids because we still got to have this regardless of what they do because they will grow up and do their own thing and we need to let them and foster that and completely encourage them to be independent adults you don't want a bunch of kids in your house for their whole lives no but you do want your partner right so true so the next one's mine i'm taking it because it's important to me have sex often do it as much as possible do it Look in the camera as much as possible. Have Do sex. It. Have sex as much as possible. Do sex it a lot. Extremely important. Do it. Have sex. Yes. Marriage and real estate co-sponsor sex. Co-sponsor sex. <laughs> have, have you have you made your sex. point? Is there something else you would like to sex? Say? Sex. Is there more? Yes. No. I'm sorry. What does that mean? Okay, it's a movie. If you no, it's not a movie. It's a show. But if you don't get it, you don't get it. Don't worry about <laughs> okay. it. Okay, so I think we've made that point. All right. Um, it's important. Let's Have see. sex. Follow the stack. Oh, that's yours. It can be mine. Follow the stack. The stack is, um, and we utilize this concept in various places, and we use it in our business. We use it in our marriage, and so we'd like to share with you. And the stack is, I cannot take credit for it, but I definitely talk about it all the time have couples that you eat from have couples that you eat with 
and have couples that you feed. You got to do the levels. It's always better when you do the I levels. I did have couples. No, you didn't. You said you got to. Have couples Have that the couples you, that you eat from. Okay, go have ahead. Have the couples that you eat with. There you go. And have the couples that you feed. That's how you, you Have the it, couples yeah. that you feed. Okay, so let's talk about the eat, feed, and. There we go. Let's talk about the eat Give with. Give it to me. Give it all to me. Can't Give even it to say me. it with you. Know? <laughs> eat with and eat from and feed. Okay. So you should always have a couple that is like couple goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been married for quite some time. They can, I, there's nothing new under this marriage sun. If you think you're the only couple going to this, you're absolutely crazy, but they can kind of give you the game. They can mentor you. How to keep it together. Those are the mentors. The couples that you eat with, those are couples that are on the same level as you. You typically are going through the same thing at the same time. And so you can mastermind about some solutions that you have or maybe even lament to one another about things that you may be going through and support each other. So and those hold are, each other accountable. And hold each other those accountable. Those are your peers. Yes, those are your peers. Um, and then the couples that you feed, this the new people. Who are all starry-eyed and be like, oh, I love him so much. He can never do wrong. I'm never going to go through I don't ever want to be by myself. We together all the time. You know, those kind of couples. And not that you should be discouraging by any no, means. No, no. However, you should, when they have come, when they come for counsel, be, make yourself available, right? So let me be very clear. Don't preach to anybody who's a new couple. It's just like preaching to new parents. Ugh. Like, let them have their experience, and when they come across what you know they're inevitably going to come across, then, you know, that's something completely different. But have couples that you eat from, have couples that you eat with, and have couples that you feed. You get, you're you're typically much more, like, amped up when you say, you're like, you're, you're, you're kind of giving them that commercial vibe right now. You got to give them that real. Red. all right so next one is vacation with and without them kids so ghetto without them kids look um the only way to describe them kids is as a the a t-h-e-m kids that is true because um it is not a vacation if your kids are Mm -hmm. there what kind of vacation is that horrible it's a trip that is a trip. There's a trip, and then, and then there's, there's vacation. a vacation. I think we said this before. We in did. Some well, we, we had a whole podcasts. episode talking about how horrible our vacation was with the kids. It, it okay. The kids had a great time. They did. The parents had a not so much. <laughs> we okay. First of all, it was on a cruise ship. Bad idea. Maybe not if it's like a Disney cruise. No, a Disney something. cruise is good. Because you've done it's, a Disney cruise Because it's a trip before. for them kids. It's just not a vacation for be, you. Don't confuse the two. Yeah. That's it. Don't confuse we a trip. We should have made this title, Vacation with Your Spouse, A Trip with Them Kids. Yeah. Uh, don't confuse a trip with them kids as vacation because it's there we not. Go. Okay. Take I'm great gonna make pictures. make a shirt. Marriage real estate shirt. Trip with them kids. <laughs> them kids. That, Those hence are two different forward, things. we will refer to children as them kids. So, look, I remember when we took the kids on the cruise, we got a balcony and I was in my mind, I would wake up in the morning and sit out on the balcony <laughs> of the cruise ship and drink coffee or something. And no, I had to be sure that my kids didn't climb on the railing and fall over the ship into the sea. It was just not it was it was a trip with them kids. It was a trip with them. 
please plan both. They are very important. Because a vacation can be amazing with your spouse. I love vacationing with you. I love vacationing with you too. With them kids, <laughs> them trips with them kids. Listen. Okay, this one is for Kevin would like to introduce this one. Oh, um, forgive and forget. Now I'd say that with a somber solace face because I hate forgiving and I definitely hate forgetting, but it's the only way to stay married. And Did I mention pray for me, y'all? It's the only way. It's the only way. So you got to forgive and then you need to forget for your own sanity. For your own for your own sanity. sanity. Because once you once you're committed to the fact that you're gonna be married, there's <laughs> nothing that you should let stop you. So I, I mean literally forgive and forget often so that you can you can stay in the best mindset with your spouse. And if you're as lucky as me, you really do forget and so your spouse gets new grace that is often true. because I just didn't remember what yeah. you did. That's a double-edged sword. It is. Because I don't forget anything, so I have to make myself forget. You definitely have to let it go, release it. Release, release it into it. the world so it can come back and multiply. And then the final thing that I think we learned in our five years of marriage is to surround ourselves with happily married couple. So the, the keyword, What's the keyword key in that is happily. Happily married Because couples. you can be around married folks. But you want to surround, if you want a happy marriage, surround yourself with happily married people. And it doesn't mean that everybody's happy all the time, but it's people who are seeking happiness in their marriage because that's important, right? Uh, I think that if you're, you become the sum of the five couples that you hang around with, uh, and if those couples are all seeking to be the best versions of themselves, have the best version of life, the um, best version um, of their of, marriage. Yep, of their marriage. The best per version of themselves in within their marriage and mm -hmm. for their spouse. Um, that matters because yep. you don't want to get together with a bunch of complaining men or a bunch of complaining women who do not want to be together or just a few. Yep. And that's the same thing for single people, for single folks too. Like it is okay to have single friends like not never abandon people right yep. because you're married you still need to nurture those people that are in your lives yep. however it's not a good idea to take advice from the single people because <laughs> they will not steer you towards your marriage they be like girl he's horrible divorce mm -hmm. him and all the married people him, girl. Like, no. all the married people that you know especially those that have been the ones that you been eating from will say like i know it's hard go pray about it you know Go to therapy, work but on stay this. Married. But I mean, you know, it's it's going to be difficult. And so, you know, surround yourselves with happily married couples. Um, I think that we we keep promising that we're going to engage couples in a face to face fashion and then COVID really came and knocked that out. But then also now that the world is opening back up, that is something that we are looking to do. Yep. And so, you know, surround yourselves with people who are marriage and real estate minded. Shout no, out. for sure. Shout for out sure. to the marriage and real estate society. There we go. So um, to wrap it up, those 10 things uh, that we've learned in our five years of marriage are communication is key. Death to expectations. Keep your house clean. Money is important, but don't let it rule your life. It's us against them kids. Have sex often. Sex, 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 sex. Follow the stack. The couples you eat from, the couples you eat with, and the couples you feed. Um, vacation with 
and then vacation with your spouse and have a trip with them kids. Uh, <laughs> forgive and forget often. And then surround yourself with happily married couples. Weigh in. Um, if you have anything that you've learned in your marriage that either you can relate to from our team, because I'm sure there's millions of things that people learn, we'd love yeah. to hear it and share it with our community. No, for sure. But this is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. This is Kevin. This is Aisha. We out.